Welcome to Mobile Armor Radio, the podcast for all things mecha. Jump ship incoming. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to Mobile Armor Radio, episode number 52. I have since forgotten what this means in seasons and episodes, so Rob wins. Aha, I win. You're lazy just to look it up. <laughs> until next month when I will actually do the work and then I will bring it back would in it be, a round two of the battle. Is it 48 would have been the beginning of... Four years, so four episode 12. No, it would be yeah. the beginning of five, wouldn't it? It would be season. the beginning of five. So it's five episode... Or season five, episode four? I think so. Yes. Yes. It's a lot. That was too much for me. Math is yeah. hard. Even after I conceded. Uh, so here we are into next month, which is October. Hey, happy Halloween. Yes. Yep. It's the end of this month is Halloween. That's true. Enjoy, enjoy your Reese's pumpkin candies. You <laughs> pumpkin shaped candies, I should say, because I don't think Reese's makes a pumpkin candy. No, that's all right. Then. If though I, w- shaped, I'll though I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, put it past some of these candy companies to make a stupid pumpkin flavored peanut butter. Pumpkin spice. I, I am saying, like, I would say that I am glad that Reese's just has the pumpkin-shaped one. I I, I don't know if I could if I could handle a, a pumpkin spice one. Just not my just not my thing. Pumpkin spice is definitely not my thing. Not even the coffee. <laughs> the coffee. I blame Starbucks really because this pumpkin spice thing didn't really blow out of proportion until Starbucks brought that coffee into into existence. You have to say it like coffee talk. <laughs> yeah, it's coffee. His pinky's up. You're just uh, you're just filling time now, aren't you? Uh, yeah, I'm, <laughs> just so the beginning's I'm ex- not short. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're, this is not a Brian hosted this show. Is not this Brian is, episode. Brian. This like, is quality. This is where people oh. get to know us personally. That doesn't like we're Brian's just, like that. We're just not robots. Got it? We are people Speak with feelings, likes, and dislikes. Like pumpkin I, spice. We all hate it. So, so you say that, but I'm like looking at our Skype icons and like Rob has a Zaku, uh, you know, helmets. Well, the, the, he's got the, the one of the original, the original uh, mobile, mobile, mobile armor icons. That we use. And then I got the Mega Man one. So maybe we are robots, Pat. <laughs> yeah. So, you don't know. You've right. never met us in real life. Oh, wait. Well, then... Since you guys are robust, let's continue with your programming. Let's move on to the dropship. Dropship landing. Welcome to the dropship, guys. And uh, let's talk about what we are working on. I'm going to break format. I'm going to start with myself. (gasps) Yes. Uh, It's all about you. Yeah. I mean, uh, as you know, as you may not know, we have all gotten some... Some of us may have splurged a little and gotten some new 3D printers, so uh, we've been on a printing run, and I've been printing together this spaceship that I kickstarted maybe two years ago (laughs) that was too big for my resin printer, and I didn't want to do an FDM version of it because that just would have been ridiculously a long time. Mm. Uh, but now I have a resin printer that we can print the biggest of the, all the parts. So now I'm working on putting that together. And I will have that ship printed for the first time in I don't know how long. Uh, still printing, still painting up the Scorpion. 
and Graf Tank from our, our good friend, long-time listener, John Bear Ross. Uh, I should start. I should post some uh, progress pictures. I, I don't know why I haven't. Uh, maybe because when I go downstairs, I forget to bring my phone, and then no pictures are taken with my phones upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else I've been working on? Like a painting a hand solo blaster, but that's neither here nor there. Have you worked on your uh, your Zhong? Uh, no, I have not. Uh, I need to. I mean, I, it's you know, as you can tell, it, it takes up a bulk of the living room or the ba- living room, the basement, with just sprues scattered everywhere. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I think, uh, after this weekend, I'm going to start working on it again some more, but you know, uh, we got some really good STLs for printing and I went on a big run of printing and now I got all this resin models sitting around me painted like King Arthur. I got a couple dragons, uh, Moon Knight that, uh, from Marvel. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess we, we, he's not, we, we'll call him Moon Paladin. Moon Paladin. Uh, is that official? But uh, those all, uh, that, what's the word? Didn't knock this jong out of the place, but it just kind of uh, put rose gla- rose-colored glasses on my eyes for, uh, for a <laughs> Just kind of swarmed over the top. Yeah, I was like, oh, <laughs> this is pretty. Let's play with this now. <laughs> and so, uh, but I need to get that finished. I mean, uh, the... As, as Rob saw last time we talked about last month, uh, he saw how big it is. And uh, looking at the instructions earlier uh, this week, uh, I've gotten through most of the biggest parts. Uh, so, uh, with the exception of the legs, which are these long tubes, which I'm thank God they're just these long tubes and they're not articulated knees. Um, That'd be rough. Uh, but yeah, so I, I should just crank it out because it, it does take me so long because I'm so doing this in the, the hardest way possible with airbrushing every piece. Yeah. Uh, and uh, still working on some ignition core. Uh, again, you know, I can't touch those mechs till I finish those, those troops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so we're getting close. At least the only troops are almost done. I've, uh, I got to do some kind of touch ups. got to work on the, the belts the browns and stuff like that but uh their main colors are in and on so uh i still doing a lot downstairs which is great it's it's unusual for you to have this much time yeah right uh brian what have you been working on uh well uh the big thing had been um we've got the the michigan gt coming up literally the weekend of this recording uh and then the day the episode airs actually uh, we'll be at the Michigan GT, and so I've been painting a whole lot of terrain um, up to to kind of be ready for dead zone and firefight, uh, and uh, kind of went, so it was. I basically kind of took two routes with it. Uh, is that mostly three D printed stuff because um, I had a, a a big set of already like Mantic terrain, um, but then I did the uh, the Corvus. Um, gaming terrain had the Tyco Starport sets, uh, which were the ones that were like the full square uh, buildings, and you just add the roof to them. Um, I, I I think I've talked about them in the past. I've printed off a whole mess of of those, and so I've been print, er, uh, painting them up to kind of match a, a specific style that I had uh, been going forward with, and uh, I finally have. 
to like to my satisfaction like a full uh, dead zone board worth of it, uh, all painted up in a similar style. So that's been uh, that's been a, a long process. Um, usually, like it would it would take me like to do two buildings. It would take almost like an hour, uh, and I think all told, there's uh, maybe a dozen or so buildings. Mm-hmm. Um, we like our boards very full. And so, um, and then I also uh, had some terrain from last year's Michigan GT. Uh, a good friend of ours, uh, Yuke, uh, from um, uh, the Griffin's Rest, uh, had made uh, some MDF terrain that he was selling at the, at the GT that year. And I got a whole bunch of it, and I decided I was going to paint that up as well, but in a more time-efficient uh, process, uh, which was basically I wanted to go for a cyberpunk feel. And so I did a combo of like a dark blue uh, kind of base coat with spray paint, and then I would just hit it with uh, kind of from a, a high angle with some like light or, or like neon turquoise like teal (laughs) and i am really happy with how it turned out because he also it came with like green acrylics for like little force fields on things and and it looks really sweet um i'm really happy with how it came out and then i i supplemented it with some scattered terrain that was all uh 3d printed stuff that i did the same style on so now i have a kind of cyberpunk board i've got like a space uh, you know, city kind of board. And then I've got uh, like a Mantic urban, uh, you know, industrial kind of board going for me. So uh, that's been, it's been fun to kind of get that project taken care of. Because <laughs> um, I've, I've, my brain's been going on all sorts of other uh, projects that I wanted to start. And at some point I will, I will get to. Um, but that has been, uh, the majority of my my especially my hobby time has been going to that. Uh, so how about uh, how about you, Rob? What have you got on the plate? Uh, once again, I also printing stuff. Uh, I joined a uh, Patreon called the Extra Guy, and he's doing a lot of cool, like original. I think I talked about him last month. He did a lot of cyberpunk stuff, but this this month he did uh, Votoms and Dugram models in mm. both MechWare, uh, like Battletech st- uh, scale and like uh, larger scale. So you could do either. And they're very cool. So I printed up the, the smaller versions. I'm going to print up the other ones later. And uh, for next month, the, the October, he's doing a Pat Labor. So that's going to be fun. So oh, nice. I can't wait to print out those. So it's kind of fun to have the those. You can make them smaller to in Battletech scale. It's kind of fun. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much what I do. I print those up. I have not painted anything. I try not to paint. It's just, <laughs> it's never <laughs> happens. Eventually I will get things primed. I, I said at the beginning of the summer, I was going to get stuff primed and now it's like fall. And I should get stuff <laughs> <Right>. primed. <laughs> but eventually, eventually I'll do it. I swear. I have so much stuff to paint. I, I, I'm a printer, not a painter. I've, I've come to realize, <laughs> but that's about it. I, I, uh, just printing up mechs. Anytime I find a mech online, I kind of print them. I have a huge collection of just random mechs on my shelf now. So, there you go. One day, I'll have all the time in the world not to paint them. So <laughs> <laughs> That's about it for me. 
All right. Well, let's move on then to the Comstar, uh, where I've done nothing because I've done a lot of hobby. See? You're always the other way. <laughs> Message from Comstar. I'm Brian. And I'm Rick. From Deads on the Podcast. And you're listening to Mobile Armor Radio. All right, welcome to the Comstar. So this is where we talk about some news, some TVs, any of the books or video games or RPGs we've done. Uh, for the sake of time, I'm just going to say I did hardly anything. I don't even think I even finished Pacific Rim Black. Still? Oh my god, I know. It's, it's, it's like it's like a it's like five episodes. <laughs> I know. I'm only I have two more to go, and I just can't. I just don't get make it back there, and I don't know why. Because I'm downstairs. Maybe I should get a TV that works downstairs. You have your internet. You, you, you have two monitors, too. You just put it on one of the monitors. That's what I do. Yeah. That sounds like a lot of work. Uh, <laughs> actually, I don't have two monitors. Not downstairs. Oh, that's upstairs. Only... Yeah, that's upstairs. Yeah, upstairs, I'm all, I'm all whatever that movie with uh, John Travolta and... You got three monitors. Hugh Jackman was. Uh, swordfish. Yeah, I'm all, I'm all swordfished upstairs, but downstairs I'm. Uh, of all I'm, things to to uh, like compare it to, <laughs> not the matrix. I'm all sword. Not I'm all swordfished upstairs, but downstairs I'm all freaking war games with a telephone modem and everything. So nice. when you're working on that computer, are you like jumping and standing on on the chair like he has to? Uh, yeah, and then Halle Berry comes in naked. So oh. that's not that's not too bad. So uh, well. Uh, Rob, what what do you got for Comstar? I know you always have some news too. Yeah, lots of uh, Kickstarters going on actually, and other various things. Impact Miniatures, which we know as the guys who do Redline and also did Whisper back in the day, mm-hmm. uh, they have a Kickstarter out right now, which is doing uh, physical models to buy as well as uh, STLs for their uh, all their Whisper mechs. I think or STLs available, but you can also get all the Redline mechs from it too, which is fun. And oh, uh, that's cool. Yep. The link will be in the show notes, but uh, I love the Whisper Max. Back in the day, I found them. They're kind of like almost like uh, like powered armor kind of more, but they're yeah. very cool. They're they're kind of like tags from uh, from Infinity, yeah. they have that kind of feel. But I really like them, so I'm happy to do this, and I'm I've backed it. I think it's pretty cheap too for all the uh, you don't get the Redline STLs, but for all the Whisper STLs, you get it's for like twenty five bucks, so it's super cheap. So I'm gonna get all those to print, which is just fun. I probably already have most of them, but I think there's a new ones too, also in there. But uh, also Pacific Rim Extinction, we mentioned before, it's uh, they put out all the STLs for that. It's now on mini my mini factory, so you can buy individual mechs. Before it was just in the uh, in the waves, you could buy the big packs, which were like a hundred bucks each. Now you can buy each individual Pacific Rim uh, mini to print from uh, my mini factory, pretty cheap. So that's a, a, something you might want to do. And yeah, how much are they? I think they're fifteen bucks you each for just so, the STL. Yeah, it's because uh, you got to pay the license too, right? So, oh yeah, they're also very big models. Yeah, oh they're right. nice. Yeah, they're like I think the actual minis to buy them were like fifty bucks each. So it's because they were pre-painted. So, so That's not right, bad yeah. deal. Uh, also, a person we've talked about lots of times before, Ratapoon K, has put out some more of his uh, mechs to buy it for STLs. So we're slowly becoming all about uh, 3D printing just because that's what we're into. But <laughs> he, he's, he's got Still a lot of cool mechs for that. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's stuff well, really I, cool. I, maybe this is a, another 
topic, so we'll talk about it afterwards. But uh, continue. <laughs> uh, that, but I, I don't want. I don't want to start and then, you know, give away the topic. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's you have to keep people hanging on. So. Well, it's, so one of us can like, use it in the future. Like the song. <laughs> Just keep me hanging on. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, I've also been watching Cyberpunk Edge Runners on Netflix. It's pretty mm-hmm. fun. It's super violent, and it's it's like it's fun seeing all the places you go to in the video game because it's based yeah. in the same world as Twenty Seven Seven. And uh, yeah, it's like oh, I recognize that place. I've I played through there. Like it's pretty fun. Is it, it, it? Is it a cartoon? Like the computer based cartoon? No, it's anime. anime. Um, it, it's it's two D style. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, Studio Trigger. Yeah. Uh, this the same people that did uh, like Darling in the Franks, um, show previously mentioned. Uh, I'm trying to remember some of the other things, Kill a Kill. They're they're basically a lot of the old uh, old guard from Gynax um, when when that company kind of imploded. Uh, you know, some 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 guys went off and did the Evangelion um, movies, and the other guys went off and did. Uh, you know, former studio Trigger, and so really dynamic. You know, same guys that did like Gurren Lagann. Okay. Uh, if you're familiar with that show, same kind of like high energy, high octane, mm-hmm. uh, just way more violent. <laughs> yeah, very violent, and but it really lets it. You feel like you're living in uh, Night City. That's for sure. Watching that show, but mm-hmm. uh, the the game uh, is coming out with an expansion soon, and. It's, they say that right now it's the number one game on Steam. It's just a huge resurgence for uh, 2017. So. Uh, cool. I think the show helped with that, too. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know if we talked yeah. about it last time, but uh, Gundam Witch from Mercury had a prologue episode. Did we talk about that last? Yep. last? Uh, yeah. I don't know if we talked about it. I don't think we it. did. I think it came out just as... I don't think as, we did either. Yeah. Because, uh, it, it, I, I think it came out like right after uh, yeah. we recorded, I think. And speaking of brutal, it's pretty br- brutal too. For a Gundam, it's like, oh my god, like there's it's pretty extreme what they have to do to get those oh, mechs to work. But uh, I don't think looks, I, I don't think I actually watched it. Maybe I need to check this geez. link up. You yeah, you should anything. you should watch it. It's good. Uh, I actually watched it like two days ago. <laughs> yeah, it's it's only like twenty minutes or whatever, like a normal episode. But it yeah, uh, it's up on YouTube on Gundam Info. Yeah, full of action and some political intrigue looks like, and some yeah, it looks fun. And I'm curious how the sh- I assume the show is going to jump into the future a bit because it kind of focuses on a little girl. I assume she's going to grow up, but maybe not. Yeah, it's going to be her as a little kid, but I'm not sure. <laughs> well, it, she's uh, like it's not not a big plot point, but she's she's uh, turning four. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> during the episode. So yeah, it's her birthday. So yeah, it's her birthday. Uh, it's really fun. I can't wait to see more of it, and I, it's got to be coming out soon. I think. It's uh, I think it was October they yeah. were saying. So, um, yeah, and I think that's about it for me for stuff. Yeah, I think I don't. I haven't done anything else. I don't think <laughs> it will come. The, the first episode is supposed to come out the day uh, after this episode airs. <laughs> oh, perfect, perfect timing. We'll have to watch it and enjoy it. I wonder if it's going to be uh, all at once or is it going to be single episodes, like weekly. That is Who a good knows? question. Who knows anymore in this world of streamingness? It's true. Yeah, it some true. some some continue to to 
do uh, you know the Netflix route where it's you know you dump all of it at once, uh, and then there's you know you know Disney Disney proved the the method of you know what we can just keep doing it the same way we always did, yeah, <laughs> and release get people a, to stay around um, yeah. an episode, yeah, get them get them to hang on for like a full month of subscription, mm-hmm. uh, rather than uh you know show up and uh, turn it off. Exactly. Also, I, I think it. Uh, encourages people to talk about it though too when you when you dump it all at once true people don't talk about the show like you know it's because everybody watches it their own pace when it comes out weekly everybody's talking about every single episode because they have a whole week to talk about it so oh yeah it's true i think I, I, word, I, word of mouth it works I, better i i like it i while i like the binge aspect sometimes uh, I do miss the idea of having to talk about it. Like, ooh, have you seen What's the Face? Yeah. Yet? Are you up to date? Blah, blah, blah. Because we we would talk about it at work. Now when you do it, it's like, did you see the whole thing yet? Because I don't want to talk about it until you yeah, see the whole thing. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So. Yep, that's annoying. Especially with some people, like, watch the first weekend it's out, they watch the whole thing. It's like, dear God, don't you have lives? <laughs> yeah, or, and I, and I forced myself not to watch the whole thing. No, I don't. I don't like doing that because you get you get burned out and you don't enjoy it as much too. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Watch. Yeah. I do like. I mean, I'll do. You know, what are you gonna I'll say? do like two episodes. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Maybe, maybe three if I have a day off. Or how long they are? If they're only half hour episodes, I might do like four. But yeah, I like to. I like doing it at my own pace, but I also like not burning out on it. So I'm kind of in between. I'm happy either way. There's so much to watch that it doesn't really matter. So. Yeah. Uh, How about you, Brian? What you up to? Well, uh, well, you actually covered a couple of, of mine, which was uh, the the prologue for the Witch of, uh, Witch from Mercury, uh, which which I got I gotta say it was it was that oddly refreshing thing you don't realize of a Gundam protagonist who has like a pair of caring parents, yeah, and and a grandma figure. Like <laughs> it's like oh, this this was missing from Gundam for. So many years. <laughs> yeah. All of them have terrible parents. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. Um, These people actually care about children. Wow. And and I won't say any more about what happens uh, over the course of the episode. I will say, like the mechs uh, are are very uh, they 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 kind of fit that night nice niche where they're they're familiar but different. Like they don't look like the RX seventy. Eight or anything like that. They don't look like traditional Gundams, but at the same time, uh, they're they're not so you know out of out of left field that they you feel like you're watching a completely different show. Wow. Um, yeah, it so, just t- totally doesn't play, take place in any of the other continuities. I don't think it seems it's brand new, right? I think so. Or further in the future of one, at least. Like it's definitely a different type of technology. It seems. <laughs> Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure actually. Now that I think about it, I have to look uh, more into it because I thought it was. What was the latest Gundam that was just out before uh, this? I don't, it's been a while actually. Well, there was um, the Origin stuff oh, that yeah, came that out. Count. Yeah, yeah. No, there was there was wasn't there one on Netflix with what's his face back again? Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, for God's sake, Char? Not Char. Uh, Are you talking Gundam Unicorn? Or no. there's Iron-Blooded Orphans. Uh, no, it was it the was one... The, yeah, they know what you're talking about. I remember what it was called, but it, it was not in any continuity either, I don't think, was it? Maybe it was in the... It, uh... Oh, I wish I could... Uh, it, was, it was the... Who was the protagonist in Mobile Zoot Zeta? Uh, Camille? 
Yes, it was. He he comes back. He was wasn't he older in this this one that was. Just oh, is that, that that narrative thing? I think so. I, I I never got around to seeing that myself. It was on Netflix, I think. Yeah, no, you're you're right. Yeah, there was Gundam narrative. He was uh, older at this point. Uh, yeah, I never I, never got around to watching that one. I never finished it. I stopped halfway through. <laughs> you and finishing things. <laughs> well, you know, I had to go to work, and so I was like, "Oh, I got uh, maybe I'll finish it at work," and I didn't finish the work, and then again, I never got back to finishing it. But um, I thought it was—I thought it wasn't that continuity, but I could be wrong. This I, new I show has nothing one, to do with that. I don't think. Yeah, yeah, narrative does continue uh, Universal Century uh, timeline stuff. Uh, this looks like it's—it's it's something. It could be something different. Um, I think we might just have to wait and, and uh, find out. Like nothing, nothing in the episode seemed like it couldn't exist in uh, Universal Century. I guess I'll put it that way. Um, but uh, but yeah, so uh, definitely check that out. Like I said, it's on Gundam Info, which is kind of the legal stream for it. Uh, has English subtitles, and uh, and it's good. Uh, it's it's short and sweet, but it tells tells that story. Uh, similarly, uh, like I was saying earlier, I also watched uh, Edge Runners um, uh, for for Cyberpunk there, and I, I'm definitely with you, Rob. Like it was great seeing like the show take you around to those mm-hmm. locations that you've been to in the game, um, all like the little sound bites and like the the sound of the text messaging. Yeah, or the is phone the ringing. The I'm phone always calls. like, answer the phone. <laughs> the, the the interface like the UI that the characters see mm. is straight out of the game, yeah. uh, so like all that was really cool, you know. But at the same time, it feels right in, in place with that Studio Trigger animation style. Like I yeah. said, if you've seen Gurren Lagann, like that's what it it looks like, which exaggerated might, you know, and like yeah, exaggerated, very anime esque, uh, very intense and and high octane emotion stuff. Uh, ridiculous proportions, uh, which is funny. Like you, you look at the game, which is which has a very realistic, mm-hmm. I would say, kind of aesthetic. You know, everything, every all characters are proportioned yeah. uh, normally uh, within reason. But uh, uh, the yeah the and the music like a lot of there's a lot of the music right from the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and no, it it hit really well, and like you're saying, it it translated to, uh, you know, Cyberpunk uh, 2077, like having a million active users for like a whole straight week. Like people came back to the game after watching this anime, which is a testament to the quality there. Yeah. Um, that said, it is it is a fantastic show to you can watch it in its own. Uh, space like they they don't intrude upon one another. No, it's nothing with, to do with the other one, other than like locations. Like say there, there's no like yeah. mention of any of the characters. You kind of see a couple of the characters in the background a bit, but not not even like not major. Yeah, you don't yeah, see. Yeah, like they, they'll uh, you go, don't go see to the, the Afterlife around, Club and yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and so I, I won't I won't uh, say much more to to the story, but uh, one one of my friends who who watches like. You know, uh, without hyperbole, I feel like our healthcare system is dangerously close to what's depicted <laughs> in this future. Yeah, uh, in the U.S. anyway. Um, 
And and I mean he he works in health insurance. <laughs> so Yeah, the lot of this show uh, revolves around health insurance, that is for sure. Yeah. Um but uh so so apart from that, uh I've I've continued my, my playthrough of of uh Halo with my, my younger brother. Uh and and we're on Halo Reach now, uh which for those unfamiliar Reach is like are you uh, playing with your brother online, or yes? Is he driving all the way from Wisconsin every weekend? To play? <laughs> no, no, we're we're playing online uh, every other weekend or so. Uh, we're just kind of going going through the main campaigns mostly, and and having a good time uh, remembering uh, and and replaying that stuff. Um, but uh, it it also got me to dive into the books uh, quite a bit. So I, I brushed up on some of the the early novels in the series. And um, and that's been a really fun time. Um, I, I I do want to give that that uh, TV show a shot. I know it's very different. Which one, the Halo TV show? The Halo yeah. TV show. Oh, I stopped uh, after the second episode. Okay. Yeah, but you don't finish um, anything, so. <laughs> no, I stopped. I stopped because it made me stop, not because I uh, I you had get to go distracted like, this time. No, I didn't get distracted. I was like, this is not what I want to see. Mm-hmm. So so I don't know if, if you are at a we're at a point in the show. Do they go to a Halo? The actual base station? Patrick? I'm trying to think. I think they showed the Halo. Okay. That's yeah, I think they showed that. the Halo. <laughs> I, I was gonna say like if not I think else, you see the Halo in the first or second episode. Okay. I was gonna say, like, if nothing else, you've gotta have the Halo. <laughs> it is kind of in the name. Yeah, it is in the name. I know it's I not called it Master focuses, Chief. <laughs> I think it focuses more on the Covenant and and human insurgents side of the war, as opposed to the Flood, which is the main antagonist that's on the Halos. But you know, whatever. I'll, I do want to give it a shot just to yeah, take a watch at it, and then you know, then we can talk about it. Brian Not, also liked all the uh, Starship Troopers sh- shows, so he might he might find he has true. a tolerance yeah. towards uh, some bad stuff. And he, and, and, he, and he loves to reference Days of Thunder, so take it with a grain of salt. Who doesn't want to reference Days of Thunder? Halo, Rubbin's racing master chief. Yeah. <laughs> Harry Hogg is the sergeant. <laughs> That's but um, you know, got cold trickle painted on the side of his plane. Uh, that event, that'll just take me over to Top Gun again. Um, so, uh, trying to think uh, other things that really that really sums it up. Like I said, I, I've been uh, really busy with uh, all the the prep for uh, the Michigan GT. So my my extra time has kind of gone to that. Um, all I'm right. Sure I'll, I'm sure I'll think of something that I forgot later, but that's that's a good enough point. All right. So then let's uh, move on to the Mech Bay Hangar. And uh, let's talk about uh, something that came up with in a conversation I had at work the other day. That's oh, <laughs> ominous. <laughs> now entering the Mech Bay Hangar. All right, welcome to the Mech Bay Hangar. And today's topic of discussion is uh, Brian keeps cracking chicken bones. I don't hear any of this. So I don't know what you're talking about, Pat. <laughs> It's either that or Rob is breaking supports off his plastic minis. I am not. 
so as I, as I said in this last segment, uh, this topic came up to me at work. Uh, so there was a... <laughs> Yo. So, you know, I, you know, I work in a hospital. Uh, and occasionally we get I'm students re- I'm, of I'm so my excited profession. to hear how this is going to connect to this topic. That's <laughs> All right, you're going to laugh. Okay. So, as you know, we get students from time to time uh, in, in my profession, and they do their clinicals with us in the, at the hospital, and we take them around and show them what we do, especially for us because I'm in a specialized unit. Uh, so there's this older gentleman. I'd say maybe he might be about 10 years younger than me. So roughly around, your age, <laughs> roughly around your age, Rob. Oh, God. I'm an older gentleman? <laughs> Well, come on. Well, considering that the most of the students that we get are are twenties, hmm. early twenties, yeah, he's he's on a second career too. That's right. Uh, so he's in the thing. We're just kind of sitting in our break room. We're just chilling. We're just chatting away. And I'm cleaning out my backpack, and I throw some business cards on the table. I'm like, what the hell are these doing in my backpack? Get them out of here! And I toss them on the on the table, and they have to be mobile armor radio business cards. <laughs> and he goes, Get oh, these hey. crap out of here. He goes, hey, you like Battletech? I go, oh, you know about Battletech? And then we just start talking about Battletech. And you told him about our podcast, right? Of course, of course. <laughs> I gave him the card. So hopefully he signs up and listens. So, uh, so Greg, if you're listening, welcome to the show. You're now, you're now a MacVay hanger topic for some reason, somehow. Exactly. This is all about you. So, and then, so then, as we started about Battletech, it came to, oh, well, how did you get into Battletech? And this is where my discussion comes in. Because he never had a wargaming background like most of us do. Uh, he came in during the Dark Ages of Battletech, known as the Click Tech. Literally the Dark Age. Yes, yeah. literally and figuratively. It's on the box. <laughs> yeah, it's on the box. Is, 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 uh, that's what I like to call it. Literally and figuratively, the Dark Ages of Battletech, which I like to nickname Clicky Tech. Yeah, Mech Warrior, Dark Age. Yeah. So, and then he was saying, you know, and I was, you know, I'd tell him how I started with cardboard standees and, you know, games that lasted five days with two mechs. <laughs> <laughs> And then, you know, of course, then I got I got in my clan soapbox. <laughs> Poor guy. I feel yeah, sorry for so you, Greg. I stood, I, stood, I stood on a chair in the back room. I had my hand in there, and I was just wailing away at the clans. <laughs> uh, but then it, it, it dawned on me as uh, I was thinking about this conversation uh, on my drive home. Clicky Tech. Like, was it good or bad for Battletech? Or... Did it not do anything for Battletech? So I wanted to kind of go around and see what everyone thought because I didn't play a lot of it myself. I did play because I had a friend who did play, so I didn't play as much as him. Uh, what, what, because I think what really turned me off was the blind buys. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the game itself, I didn't hate. Uh, it's a click game. It really dumbed it down. Uh, I think. Why it drew me a little bit in is because it didn't take five days yeah, to play it, a game, a battle tech. Yeah. So uh, then, then I was talk, talking to him about it, and we were talking about Alpha Strike. Now, is Alpha Strike just like a revamped version of Clicky Tech, you no. think? Or 
No, not at which all. I don't think it either. How dare you? <laughs> we both we both we both agreed that it did not because he's now since moved into regular BattleTech. Uh, this new guy, Greg. Uh, yeah. But uh, I don't know if it. I you know I don't know if I delved enough in the clicky tech to say that it helped or hindered I, because I do know some people were very very turned off by clicky tech, and I also know people who like Greg who didn't know about BattleTech got into this game or the genre because of it. Uh, but uh, I was curious to see what your guys' thoughts on it were. Uh, did you play any click tech, uh, Rob or Brian? So, uh, actually, it wasn't my first exposure to mech, you know, battle, the BattleTech universe, because I, I did have Mech Warriors 2 Mercenaries. Um, but uh, it was my first introduction to the tabletop of it. I actually still have the box set uh, that I had gotten for it. And um, that said, I never really found anybody to play it with. Oh. So so it was, it was just kind of one of those like, oh, I've, I've heard of Battletech. I like the looks of these mechs. I, I tried to teach myself how to actually play it uh, once with, with the dials and everything. Um didn't, but you know, didn't have a lot of staying power. But I guess obviously I, I kept the stuff because <laughs> um, I think it still looks kind of cool. It it was uh, yeah, it, it stuck was, around for a couple of years too. I would say right. Yeah, I think five six, years. Six uh, years, I think. Yeah, two thousand two to two thousand eight. So yeah. Yeah, um, but uh, you know the the models themselves, you know, were were sturdy plastic. They came pre painted. Yeah, and that was another thing. Yeah. You know, I was like, oh, these are pre painted too. And so that was like in my head, I was thinking, oh, so a miniature game that I don't have to paint, I can just put off to the side. Okay, that's good, because at that time, I was way into Warhammer at that point, so all my painting time was taking up painting orcs and space marines. Right. Yeah, The and I think I was playing 40K by that point uh, as well, but... Um, but yeah, so it, so it was it was just kind of like a a novelty thing for me. Uh, I never really got around to playing it as a game, so I, that's that's the most I could say about the game itself. I guess. I mean, since you played both, and then what do you think? Do you think the actual rule set of Clicky Tech, or maybe the idea of the click system, may have hurt or hindered the actual, or maybe even helped? with the evolution of Alpha Strike. Was that directed towards Rob? <laughs> oh, anyone, anyone. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, uh, on the one hand, like, so that kind of worked well for me, I would say, to, uh, e- even though I haven't gone very far into Battletech, either as, um, you know, a- either as Alpha Strike or or the main game, I do think I, I lean towards uh, Alpha Strike a bit more. But, like I said, it, it kind of was... It was a good introduction, I think, to the game for those that weren't there uh, before or, or needed a lighter game. So, like, younger kids, I think, could get into Battletech through this game. Um, oh, that's I, a good point. I, I don't kids. know how well that, that actually translated, like, how, what the through line was. Um, but I could see it, like, where where you don't have, you're not... You don't have any kind of graph or chart or something that you're having to keep track of. You just have this little dial and it turns. I mean, like that was the the core of the game. Uh, so, and I believe you know it was it was measurement 
if I recall correctly, so we're not on hexes because uh, they all had round bases. Yeah, it was um, measurements. Uh, but that's a good point. I mean, as the kids got older or mm-hmm. when click tech went away, did they gravitate? It could have gravitated, so it could have helped transition those those kids who are now older to a more complicated version of the game. Yeah, and, and I think that works. Uh, go ahead, Rob. Well, I was going to say, I think definitely it got the match gathering kind of crowd into it, but the with the blind box mm-hmm. thing, and it was yeah. the same kind of thing where it was, you're at you're at a uh, checkout and they have a bunch of ominous buy them and on a whim kind of thing. But yeah, that's like Alpha Strike's based on on Battle Force, which is way earlier than than Clicky Tech. So Alpha Strike came out after, but it, it was based on something before. So I don't think sure. Like you just mean the simplicity of the rules? I think this is—it's like even more. This is way simpler. Like even Alpha Strike's more complex than Clicky. Yeah, it's, it's it's exact same as any of the Clicks games. This so like all those Clicks games, like the the Marvel one or you know Hero. What is it? Hero Quest back in the day. Like they're all Hero Hero Clicks. Yeah, it was Hero Clicks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like all those things yep. are. It's pretty basic. Like you say, it's for it's for kids. Like I don't. I think anybody who plays Clicky Tech or any of those games now plays as nostalgia. I don't think they anybody adult would not get into this games. So I don't think like it. Yeah. Or yeah, you I don't away know if those games had lasting power. Yeah, Did you play it all, Rob? Yeah. No, I never played it. I only discovered uh, this like I never. I, this was during my time when I wasn't playing many games other than role playing games. I wasn't playing any miniature games in the two thousands. So. I didn't know any, I think if I was the right age at the right time, I would have been all into this. Like I was already out of magic, the gathering and all that stuff way before this. So, mm-hmm. but if I was into, if if I was into mechs at the time and there was an ability just to blind buy mechs, I would have, I would have had ridiculous amounts as it happens. Uh, I found out about this later and went on, on uh, eBay and bought thousands of mechs. So I have tons of, of uh, <laughs> but I bought them as, as uh like Ryan said, as like mini statues almost, because they're the a they're the wrong scale. I don't know why they did the wrong scale. Why they couldn't just keep the same scale as BattleTech? It makes no sense to me. They're too big. It's it's just yeah because big. they had they had taken control of BattleTech at that point. Uh, well, WizKids, yeah, WizKids. Well, the guy who ran fast became WizKids. They didn't take control. It's the same guy. And then yeah, yeah, kids yeah. were bought out by Tops eventually. Like, but yeah, because they brought Crimson Skies over with them. Yeah, they kept yeah. that and BattleTech. But the oh, thing Crimson is, I I don't understand why they had different scales. Like, why would you make it a different scale? Maybe it was just for the for the painting and stuff. You had to make it slightly bigger. But it's just, that's the one thing that really annoys me about it because that that could really brought people in by buying these things. If you wanted to play the the real BattleTech game with these clicky mechs, that would be you can, but you'd have to play all with them. You couldn't mix and match. But yeah, I yeah, that would have been kind of neat if they had like dials you could get, like uh, you kind of see for like X-wing these days, mm-hmm. where you can like it. It basically is like the uh, you know <laughs> replace the the base that it's sitting on. Uh, you just you just set the mech inside this hex uh, uh, slot. <laughs> And you have a little dial on it. Sure. But there's not much that you could use for a regular BattleTech or even Alpha Strike. There's not much that could be on a dial that'd be useful. No, like, true. Because like maybe you could track your heat or something, but not even then it would be. I don't. It's not like there's hit points on mechs like that. You know, it's not the same as like. Other no, games. but I think it had a heat dial, didn't it? I don't. I don't even know what were on the dials on on the Mech Warrior games. Hmm. The Dark Age. I remember. I think because you spun for your hit points, and I think there was a heat clicker. That 
the you like that was set on top. No, maybe the, it uh, it had like a number of numbers, um, mm-hmm. but I feel like it was all on one dial. It was. It was. It's like a little disc that has all different. Yeah, I, I don't yeah, know what but I thought it means. It, I thought but... there was another. I think some of them did have a another like type of dial on it where it was like a twisty dial instead of just the spinny yeah. dial. Yeah, but th- only certain mechs had that. Maybe that was to track ammo or something. I'm not sure. I just know from what like like I said, I I purchased a lot of these things. A- another thing about the the plastic, you guys said it was uh, nice hardy plastic. I can tell you, as it ages, it gets real brittle. Those minis now are very <laughs> brittle, so. It's it didn't age well. Whatever whatever they used, and you know whatever, who knows resin they used. It was used. definitely cheap plastic. <laughs> yeah, it it definitely it it got brittle with time. But the neat thing is they had infantry, they had vehicles, they had mm-hmm. uh, they had elementals. Yeah, choppers and a lot of cool stuff. Like for vehicle wise, they had a lot of neat stuff. The mechs themselves, unfortunately, it was the good and bad. They what they did is they kept uh, the timeline going so there was a dark age during the game where the uh the the whole world kind of got reset and so but there was a bunch of new factions so they had all these extra factions they had to add into the game and a lot of your favorite factions were kind of put on the side which i think they did on purpose but i'm looking at a click tech now yeah and uh the heat is the the separate box on top of the dial yeah 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 Gotcha. I knew there was some. I don't think all of them had. Oh, maybe because vehicles didn't have it. But well, if you're a clan, you probably didn't have that dial. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you don't need that dial then. Yeah, because just no need for heating. <laughs> Thing is, this game won a lot of awards, which I think was crazy too. So I guess then, since Rob, since you were out of it, and I was slightly in but slightly out. What 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 is your perception? And you think that it helped or uh, look- with the with the resurgence of BattleTech now, I think it really killed off of a lot of uh, old players, like you were saying. How it would really put off a lot of those kind of people got pissed off at. Yeah, it. I, but it I also was, I was in and I was on yeah. the edge of that. Yeah, like you only played because your friend played, but a lot of like older players thought, "Oh my god, this is kid stuff!" Right? Why not realizing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, kid stuff brings in more players. Who I'm sure a lot of players that are playing now started with ClickTech. So yes. So I think it's. Uh, go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say I think it's it it helped a little bit, but like Brian said, it's the video games that bring people in. Like yeah, ninety nine percent of the people who play BattleTech came in from the video games. Whatever layer of video game you came in, either at sure. original MechWarrior, MechWarrior Two, all the way you know it, up until now with the, the BattleTech game, the uh, turn based one in MechWarrior Five, like that brings people in. You see the people come in. Oh, I played this game now. I want to try the tabletop. These other things, I'm sure it helped. Like I say, with the Magic Gathering kind of crowd who saw the booster packs and were like, "Who was this? I like mechs." But how many people? I don't. A lot of there is still like groups of playing people playing this, but I think it's for nostalgia purposes. I don't think yeah. this. I think I'd put it down as much as I didn't enjoy it, and as much as other people did. I think I would mark it down as a helpful version of the game because it did bring people in that probably would never have seen this game if it stayed the Trident 2 metal midi hex, you know, mm-hmm. kind of yeah. game. Because even in but, game stores, yeah. you didn't see it played that much because everyone was playing 40K at the time. Wow. That's yeah, everywhere. always, that's it's either 40K or Magic, but... Yeah, so I think, but then this Battletech 
click or clicky tech. I was going to keep calling it clicky tech. Uh, that started to show up quite a bit in the game stores. If I remember right, because I do remember going to my friend's game store and I'm like, what is this? Why? Oh my God. Oh my God. Now everything's a click. And mm-hmm. you know, I was that, I was that old grumpy guy. Like, why would they do that? Why? Blah, blah. Why would WizKids take such a great IP and turn it into this and blah, blah, blah. It did keep it alive. Grumpy, like, grumpy, grumpy, grumble, grumble, grumble kind of a thing. Yeah. And then I played and I was like, eh, all right, it's not so bad. And, it definitely kept the, I, the game going. Like it kind of, if it could have died with Facet died, right? Yes. But it also could have died when Whiskits died because this game killed Whiskits. Like Whiskits right. died because of this game and Tops took them over. Like, so it's, it's kind of funny that different levels of the games were killed off and replaced like catalyst has brought it back now but they uh even dark age novels and stuff they're bringing back which but they, they never talk about the actual game they they the world since it's one continuous world they have to acknowledge the age but they don't have to acknowledge the game the game itself yeah <laughs> right so uh, that's one of the things that mean uh that student were chatted we're like you know you don't see much about the game anymore but we still you know the lore is still out there yeah. Yeah. And so I, I think my take is that I think it did help. I don't think it hindered as no, much I, as as much as I like as much as I like to hear the old guys grumble about it. But the thing yeah, with BattleTech, unlike a lot of games, is also the the rules haven't changed from the beginning to now. Like so, all during the time people were playing Clicky Tech, there was tons of people playing regular BattleTech. Still, it didn't matter. Like you know. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it's it's one of those things with. With game systems like that, where it's like you still have the original, like you can mm-hmm. still keep playing uh, the the version of the game that you like, um, and and uh, you know, hope hopefully you know whatever uh, changes come about, you know, you know, hopefully it it continues to evolve into something that older players and newer players can both enjoy. Yeah, it's always the gatekeeping thing, right? When, mm-hmm. like you said, when something becomes popular and like kidified a bit people older players get mad about it i get mad about certain things like that like especially with ips like movies and stuff where i used to enjoy things and then some teen romance version comes out and ruins everything <laughs> like that's like i think that's how you, you 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 can't look at it that way it's just whatever it's i think i do remember one of the things now that i'm looking at some of these old click texts one of the things that bothered me about the click tech was the size of the tanks Compared to the mechs, mm. oh, they were almost the same. Yeah, they were almost the same. They were it's the same size, if not bigger, than some of the mechs, the tanks. Well, tanks are quite a big tonnage, but yeah, it's scale and balance. They're not the same same size. If the tank was, if the tank was uh, stood straight up, it would be as tall as the mech. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. But tanks are you can get a hundred ton tanks though. So a hundred ton tank is the same as a hundred ton. On Mac, right? So, uh, yeah, but the scale, like, if you actually look at the size of the the people or the elementals and stuff, they, it's still not the right scale. Like, it's scale in BattleTech has never been correct. So it doesn't. I can't. Other than uh, like, at least keep. Even now, though, the Catalyst scale is different from the old classic BattleTech scale too. Like, if you compare the original like Plastech minis compared to now, the the assault mechs look like light mechs compared to now. So, the scale has always been ever-changing, so I guess pretty soon the Dark Age scale is going to... The Catalyst oh, ones are almost getting up to the size of the Dark Age scale. <laughs> I also remember one of the reasons why I went kind of hateful on Battletech Click 
MechWarrior, I guess. Dark Age is, is, is the actual name of the game, yeah? Well, that was the original one. That became, uh, it changed the name to, what was the second set? Age of Destruction. Was, when when I did, one of the few times when I did buy a, a booster box, I got an agromech with a machine gun on it. I was like, yep. what is this? Yeah, yep, yeah. there's agromechs, yep. I there's, went, oh my god, and that really put me over the edge. Yeah, there's a lot of... I think mine has randoms. a construction one, yeah. yeah. Oh my god, I, I totally forgot about that as I'm looking at some of these mechs. I went, oh my god, I forget. I put that bad memory out of my head. <laughs> and now it's back. <laughs> now it's back. I'm like, oh god, no, this is what Battletech has come to. We're pat- piling agromechs. But even by the end, they they didn't even they stopped the blind buys too. They just did faction boxes. They they even they realized during the making it that they were like, oh, blind buys. People are getting mad, <laughs> so let's yeah. let's yeah, actually uh, just put out ones with window boxes. I have one of those that has a window box that shows you what mechs are inside of it. So yeah, because the the blind buy like in the grand scheme, uh, I think I was reading like more often than not the the ratio of like stuff in it. You'd always have like more troops and stuff. Yeah, like the the you couldn't get as mechs as you, you many mechs. Really as you couldn't get many mechs. Yeah, it was definitely a a mixed force like combined arms kind of game. Yeah, more than BattleTech is. Like, it was it was definitely probably vehicles. I guess one well, mech warrior. I guess mech the general term mech worked interchangeable tanks. We've we've discussed this. <laughs> so I guess but, I guess if you're driving a tank, you're just as much a mech warrior as if you're driving an Atlas. Uh, I wouldn't say that to a mech warrior. <laughs> well, I understand that, but I, we're, we're, I'm just talking in general of this clicky tech error. Yeah, it is kind of funny how the because I think each blind box came with like it would come with one mech and like a couple vehicles and like a troop. Like it had a mix inside each one. Like it was, yeah. or certain ones did at least. I'm and not your, sure. How, and your mech was an aggro mech. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It it's really random. Who knows what you oh, did, especially God, if you wanted just, a certain was, faction, too. Just thinking about it just brings back anger. <laughs> now I want yeah, now, now to say it hurt. <laughs> but that's I just was me being mad. For quite a while, and there is a lot of different construction and aggro, and, like, yeah, there's tons of difference of those. Like I say, eventually it got away from that. I think they realized people were getting mad that they were getting that kind of stuff, so they yeah. went to actually just selling boxes of mechs that you could see what you're getting. So All right. that makes sense. What about the pre-painted stuff? Like uh, click clicks always get uh, bad rap for their pre-painted stuff because it's usually painted pretty poorly. But these you're painted pretty good. But you're not doing people again, so it's exactly it's you're just pa- yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Like the amount of detail that they have to paint on, uh, you know, it, it's not it's not um, you know in, in the grand scheme we're probably talking about like like the the painted bones minis you can get and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, even today, like the, the ones that come painted and or Reaper minis, I guess should should say. Um, but, uh, but I mean like with, a, with that being like, you know, here's a big flat panel. It just has to be one color. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the people were all so small that. Yeah. It was just a blob no of skin on. color. Yeah. 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 So it, like generally speaking, the, the paint jobs weren't bad, uh, for what, uh, was kind of on display, you might say. I was I was going to say some of the the uh, these mechware stuff is super expensive. Like there's some rares and stuff that people pay a lot of money for, which is just crazy. <laughs> I'll have to take out my box and see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I mean, lots of money, like hundreds of dollars for some of these rare mechs. 
Oh, God. I mean, mine probably wasn't rare because it was one of the starter boxes. So. Yeah, I, I don't know if they. Yeah, I don't think were the starter boxes random or were they just? Uh, I think the starter box had a random rare in it. Yeah. So there you go. Good Maybe. Thing. And they, yeah. So. Who All knows? right. Well, I guess it, the general feel is that Clicky Tech was good for BattleTech in general, even though it had some. Really... I think it wasn't bad for it, but. Yeah. Yeah. I think we all agree that it was good and that it brought some people in that would not probably normally have been there. Yeah. It, it's would, like would anything. You, yeah. Uh, I was going to say, like, I think I think one big testament would be people didn't throw out their mechs, you know, their their battle tech stuff mm-hmm. when this came out kind of thing. Like, like that would be, I think, the sign of, like, a game that hurt its industry is if people... It's just, true. Uh, well, well, or like the different... Like when Warhammer came out with a new or 40k came out with a new scale of Space Marine, it kind of right, rendered everything else right. useless. This, this was something totally different. It wasn't like this is BattleTech now. This is like a different game. It's like, well, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Doesn't yeah, matter. I'll just, you know? I'll just be over here playing the game I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's probably why the BattleTech community is so strong and so long lasting is because they, yeah, they just kept playing the game <laughs> they wanted to play, and then it come back around to them. Like that was the amazing part. <laughs> yeah. I th- that that's that's rare, I think, in the in the games industry. They have a company that like Catalyst that comes out and just embraces what was the old, right? Like they didn't they didn't try to revolutionize anything. They're just like, yeah, we're just gonna streamline it, try to put it in, you know, because Facet came out with thousands of books. Although now it's getting to be that even Catalyst is coming out with thousands of books, so they're still in the same. Uh, <laughs> yeah, same yeah. <laughs> but so, all right. Well, that was a nice discussion. Uh, Pretty I much do like talking about BattleTech whenever I can. I do. <laughs> uh, and uh, it was it was a nice segue from the conversation I had last week with uh, that guy Greg. Uh, hopefully he's listening. Thanks, Greg. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's move on to the Xville and uh, wrap this thing up. Excellent. Let's Xville out of here. All right, guys, uh, we're here at the Xville. Another show wrapped up. Another episode done. Woohoo! <laughs> uh, so, click text. Hit them. Yeah, comment below. Comment, uh, comment on their <laughs> Facebook. Did, Did you, you ever it? play click text? Yeah. Did you start Me? with that? Or? We're talking to the people, oh. Pat. <laughs> I was going to say, we yeah. just had a whole talking about it. We're talking to the people. We're saying comment. Actually, you know, that's a good idea. I'd like to see how many people actually started with Clicky Tech. Yeah. Comment. How many still will... play? Yeah. Yeah, if you're still playing. I'm sorry I insulted Bri- you saying it was simple game. Yeah. But... <laughs> if you're still if you're still playing, Brian's looking for an opponent. <laughs> I, th- I just, I have the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Well, for Mobile Arm Radio, guys, uh, thank you for listening. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for commenting. Thanks for being a part of this show. Uh, I've been your host, Chopper. I've been Brian. Oh, now he introduces us. I'm Rob. <laughs> As we leave. <laughs> so, so hateful. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye-bye. Sayonara. This has been Mobile Armor Radio. Join our Facebook group by searching for Mobile Armor Radio. Find us on Twitter at M Armor Radio. 
Find us on iTunes and visit our website, mobilearmorradio.podbean.com. Join us on the first of every month for more Mecha Discussion.